Welcome back to another episode of the Fusion Underground. We're here with a new DLC. That's right. Downloadable content, some extra stuff that we have brewing in the wind that we're <laughs> releasing for everybody. This is in addition to our normal weekly uh, weekly podcast events on Tuesdays. So we're going to be releasing this before sep- episode eight, which we're going to be recording later this week to release on Tuesday uh, June 30th. So we're actually recording before that. Actually, we're recording on the 25th, June 25th for our third DLC. I'm your host, Manuel Ramirez. And as always, I'm joined in the virtual, our virtual studio with my good buddy and brother, Jason Moret. How are you doing, sir? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well. So here at the Fusion Underground, we try to make sense of the world by having principled discussions about such topics as entertainment, Current events, politics, and culture, our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. So hopefully you're, you're catching all this stuff. So when we do the DLC, we just kind of, um, this is a little bit of a different format. It's kind of more of a freestyle format. We just kind of talk about anything and everything. We don't go into it with a very specific topic like we do with our, uh, our other weekly episodes. Um, so this one, we just, uh, we just realized that we have extra stuff that we want to talk about that we want to share with our listeners and with our viewers, get it out there, do something fun. Plus we actually really have a good time doing the show. Yeah. I I have a blast doing it. (laughs) It's kind of like behind the scenes where Lucy and I would normally just have this conversation on the phone and get each other all riled up. We're like, you know what? We need to just do this over, uh, over zoom and record it. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a little expansion packs. This is, uh, uh, Yeah, like that's that. Let's do it. Let's record it because, uh, of course, we think so highly of ourselves that we think anybody else should listen right along. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the guns you got going on there, man. You got the you got the guns out. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing my old um, training, one of my training shirts. I used to with your little twenty twos underneath my gi. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my twenty twos. You jerk. So last week we were talking about uh, we were talking about free, we talked about free speech. That was a good one. We we had a good time discussing that. I yeah. think we probably could have done that for about five episodes. Probably. Oh yeah, there's a lot. There, there's a lot we left on the table. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, there's a lot we left on the table, but there's some other stuff that has that has come up that I thought kind of fits in with the whole concept of um, of free speech. So just to kind of give everybody a rundown of some of the stuff that we're going to try to get to tonight. Um, we have a streamer who, uh, I guess somebody like on Twitch or whatever, they stream, you know, 
they they play games or whatever they do stuff on their computer and they stream it live on the onto the internet called a streamer you're looking at me like what the hell is a streamer yeah, I'm like a stre- all i could think of is a birthday <laughs> not party. a streaker no no not that kind that's a streaker i'm talking about you know the ribbons that you hang oh the, like, right right right, right. Jeez, so, louise x-rated <laughs> So we've got a we've got a streamer that had the audacity to say people should be innocent until proven guilty. I know that's an amazing yeah. thing. People got uh, he he said that and and uh, uh, social media exploded on him in a negative way. We also have leftists who are freaking out about a new app called Parler uh, for free speech. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We also have uh, a story here about Cards Against Humanity. Could you imagine? Do you know anything about Cards Against Humanity? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's the the basically a game trying to trigger everybody to come up with really obnoxious and foul and stuff. terrible things, and who can embarrass each other the worst. It's yeah. really terrible I, uh, uh, to try and play with your kid sister and your mom. Um, yeah, it's very awkward when that happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something I would never play with my kid sisters, nor my mother. Um, cards. So we got a story about cards of uh, cards against humanity and. We have another one, my favorite. I think this one is my favorite out of the topics that I found so far. Um, my Little Pony and Nazis. Yes. In and, that order? <laughs> well, in conjunction. In other words, the My Little Pony fan group, fan, uh, I don't even know what to call them. The, the My Little Pony fan base has realized that they have a Nazi problem. Oh my God. In other words, there are Nazis inside the My Little Pony fan base. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. Wait, 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 wait. There's actually a Nazi party in the fan base, not in the ponies. We'll unpack it when or, we get there. Or do we- <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Oh, and another one that I want to talk about. This one is absolutely amazing. I want to spend a little bit of time. Uh, you're, you, you enjoy video games like I do. I don't know if you're probably sure. playing as many of them as I am. No, I doubt that very highly. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I don't play that many, but there is one video game that I'm really looking forward to. It got, uh, it got um, delayed until November. I think it was supposed to come out in September. It got delayed until November. Uh, but the game is Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of about Cyberpunk 2077 that I want to talk about. Um, has to do with character customization. Yeah, what? I remembered something, actually. Oh, we yeah. were talking about free speech and banning this and banning that and all that kind of stuff. You used to play Magic way back when, the card game, right? Magic the Gallery? Oh, yeah, I had a lot of Magic cards. Yeah. Did you know that they're actually banning cards? I heard that they were banning Wizards, cards. Wizards of the Coast, they're banning cards, um, like uh, Cleanse, which was a... It was a white card that uh, causes all black creatures in play to be destroyed. Now, I'm That's surprised banned. they haven't just banned the colors of black and white, or black at least white. banned white. Right. I'm surprised they haven't at least banned colored white. So. Well, but even there's there's other ones um, um, that are actually talking about where, where obviously black creatures, because it's it's evil, you know, it's black magic. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about demons, the undead. And all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, ne- yeah. necromancy so and all that. That in and of itself is just absolutely terrible. How, how dare we uh, attribute re- uh, black to anything but black people and therefore so anything bad in, if you say black, it's just like, you guys, this is what we're talking about. You start, right, right. You know, we start um, censoring ourselves where we can't even describe colors anymore because it might be a trigger word for somebody else. Where does this end? It doesn't stop. 
Well, the, the, so Wizards of the Coast produces that Magic the Gathering card game, and they also produced Dungeons and & Dragons, and they came out and said they're doing away with evil races. So things like orcs and drow are not going to be cla- right. are classified as evil races. And I'm like, they're not humans. Yeah, I'm like, humans doesn't matter. Orcs and, and fictional, stop it. What the heck is wrong with you people? You know, now I can understand if they were, so the reason why I have kind of a problem with this is because it, it reeks of pandering. It just reeks of pandering oh, given yeah. the state of politics today. And if there was some kind, let's say they were coming out with a sixth edition Dungeons and Dragons rule set and they were changing the rules, they were changing maybe the framework of the rules like they did when they released fourth edition. Gosh, I think there's a lot of people going, what? How does he know all this? <laughs> um, anyway, go with me. If they were coming out with a sixth edition rule set and they were tweaking the rules and in tweaking the rules, they were getting rid of alignments and, and that sort of thing. And they were introducing some other kind of framework into the rule set. And so they were saying, well, we're getting rid of the, the alignments and evil and good and all that out of the, you know, for, for races and we're adding in this other mechanic. I'd be okay with it. Well, sure. It's but, a game mechanic you're changing, not doing it in spite. It's very knee-jerk reaction. And, and the, <laughs> the question you, for what? Yeah. What are you hoping to gain out of right. that? I mean, really? Right. Uh, it, it, well, and it's like, it's like this thing, right? There's, a, there's an article here that I have um, titled, this is on Deadspin, written by a gentleman by the name of Rob Parker, who happens to be black. At least that's the picture next to his name. He's a black man. So my assumption is that the picture goes with the guy, uh, with, the, with the writer. His name's Rob Parker. He wrote this article called, We've Lived with the Masters Name Long Enough. For those of you who don't know, the Masters is a golf tournament held in, in Georgia every year. Um, he goes through the beginning of the article. He talks about, uh, you know, how we're tearing down statues of Confederate officers or banning the Confederate flag from NASCAR. Uh, and then he says the name, the masters must go. The heralded golf tournament, one of the four majors needs to go back to its original name, the Augusta national invitational. It became the masters in 1939. Um, let's see, he goes on, blah, blah, blah. What's interesting is he say, he says this and be honest. I'm quoting, and be honest, when you hear anyone say the masters, you think of slave masters in the South. Is that really the case? Because when I hear of the masters in conjunction with golf and that tournament, I'm thinking we're talking about masters of people who are masters of playing the game of golf. I don't immediately think of slave masters. Yeah. And I'll be honest, just because I, you know, I like playing golf. It's fun, but I usually like it because I can drink beer, drive a cart and chase a little white ball all over the field all day. Um, that just screams my kind of game. Um, if you actually care about it, then you're probably in the wrong cart because you're not with me. Right. But um, no, when I hear the word, the, the term, the masters, I, I started thinking about, well, like master's degree or um master right. of your own destiny i guess i mean, I, I, mean I have a master's degree am i supposed to give up the the term master's right. degree yeah you 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 because i guess anybody said if you were you had a master's degree then that maybe that means you've been educated in how to whip slaves are you freaking kidding me <laughs> come on this is the kind of ridiculous no no see keep in mind we're, we're changing all of these names right we're we're, we're ripping down you know, well, we aren't, but there are, you know, radicals who are out there ripping down, you know, um, statues that they claim uh, have ties to, to slavery, you know, and some other people have, have kind of gone overboard. I think they're really the, the poking, the, the people who are trying to poke the bear 
right? And so they're, they're digging through and coming up with all these other things that we need to get rid of then. If we're going to do all of this in the name of slavery, well, then let's, let's rename Yale University, right? Because uh, the, the original guy, uh, Elihu Yale, I think is his name, mm-hmm. um, he, it, whom the university is named after, he was a big, gigantic slave trader. Yeah, uh, he was a big time slave trader and, and was a big essentially he was a distributor of slaves here in the United States. So if we're going to rip down these statues then we should probably rename Yale. Right. I mean, well, after and, all, that, that makes sense. As look, I, I don't I don't know that I really want to get into a whole slavery discussion, but I mean, OK, so let's be honest <laughs> and, and really talk about it. Fine. You know that there that there was a vast majority, actually, a majority of slave owners in the South. Uh, before the Civil War, were actually black. Right, a lot. That a was lot of a majority, don't that. and I mean majority yeah. by um, number of owners. Now, keep in mind there were many plantations where you have one sure. white person who owned more slaves by volume. However, sure. um, I mean, really, there was shoot. There were Native Americans who had their own Native American slaves who accompanied them on the Trail of Tears for crying right. out loud. That is, slavery is not a white-only issue. Matter well, of fact, the very first legal battle over a slave where the court decided that a slave was a slave for life, indentured servitude meant for life. That was the idea. That was a black slave owner mm-hmm. fighting for his black slave. So do not tell me that that is a white person issue. It's not. Sure. Absolutely. Anthony Johnson is his name. Yeah. Anthony Johnson was a black man who owned a black slave um, where in the, in, in the uh, court case that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, and that's basically what established that case in and of itself was the case that really established slavery as, as a thing here in the United States. I mean, yes, it was happening, but it wasn't until that court case where it really became mainstream in terms of uh, in terms of legal issues and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So let's uh, okay. So so let's talk about uh, a little bit of of some of this other stuff. So we've got, you know, the the streamer here. Backlash, innocent until proven guilty. So apparently, I don't know if you've been following any of the. Uh, crazy woke culture that travels in gaming circles. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did my look? I'm, I, no. I guess that's a I, no. I, I, I haven't been as up to date on that as, uh, as others. Please elaborate on what's going on in, in the woke culture. <clears throat> okay. Well, you know, for the past several years, there has been this, uh, this, I don't even know what to call it. I don't want to call it a culture. I don't want to call it a, it's, it's stupidity is what it is, but basically what it amounts to is um, there are, you know, you have these, you know, the video game industry, much like the comic book industry has completely been inundated with leftists. People are who say they, you know, they grew up and a lot of these are young college kids, right? You know, fresh out of college. They've been going through their indoctrination ceremonies on college campuses and they're ready to take on the world. And so they're going into these, um, you know, into their first jobs in a corporate America. And, and that happens to be things like comic books and, and video games. Um, and, and video game companies love to hire right out of college uh, mm-hmm. because they know that people who are our age, they're not going to be worked like that 
uh, at our age because we have families and things. And so they well, literally work these developers for, you know, 60 hours a week. And yeah, they, you've got young, young kids who are essentially have, have skills, have talent. Right. They're very talented, utilize. right? You can pay them nothing, work them to the max, right? and it's your first job. Suck right. it up, buttercup. It's, a, it's almost like up. a form of indentured servitude, you know, indentured We won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Slow it down. Take it but easy. Anyway, in these gaming circles, right, there's these, uh, because there are so many people that are woke, we've got, you know, there's these allegations of sexual harassment and, and that end up flying all around. And of course, they typically land on somebody who, has come out, you know, usually a, a male, a, a male who has come out in favor of feminism and says, I'm a feminist, right? And they're all like, they're all woke. And then it turns out uh, a few months go by and then women are accusing him of, you know, the, the male feminist of, you know, either sexual assault or sexual discrimination or sexual harassment, whatever. Um, so this has been happening for a number of years within the video game space and in comic books, in the comic book industry. Um, well, apparently, um, this guy, his name is, this streamer, his name is Summit1G. Now, he did not commit any kind of sexual harassment. This, I'm not, that's not what Summit1G did. I'm just going to call him Summit from now on. But uh, Summit1G, he is facing backlash on social media, mainly tw Twitter over a tweet appearing to criticize how accusations are handled online. Seems pretty okay. straightforward. We, we haven't heard anything like that before. Oh, of course not. Right. Um, so following, and, and he tweeted this out, following a slew of sexual assault and harassment allegations against well-known content creators and personalities in the gaming industry. So in other words, there are these other guys mm -hmm. where they have been accused of sexual harassment, assault, whatever. And we've got Summit, and Summit has said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, these guys that you're accusing of, of sexual harassment and everything, they deserve, don't they deserve to be they deserve their day until proven court. guilty? You know, they deserve the, the they deserve that, that, yes, they're innocent until yeah. proven guilty, but you're talking about the, you know, them being looked at in the court of public opinion, which is not the court of the land. Right. So by law, yes, we as okay. Americans are afforded the understanding that we are innocent until proven guilty. However, in the court of public opinion, you, and especially when it comes to isms, whether that's racism, feminism, or any other ism out there, you are always guilty. And it is up to you as the accused to prove your innocence. Absolutely right. And he, and Summit, Summit tweeted out, innocent until proven guilty, unless it's the internet where we do things backwards. That's what he said. And that generated a crap storm against him. Um, I don't doubt it. You know, he's this, not wrong. No, he's not wrong. This other guy, Zach, who goes by Asmongold, <clears throat> he said, it's possible to support and take someone who's making an allegation seriously while also not immediately canceling the person who it was made against. It's important to give people an opportunity to respond and defend themselves. Again, not wrong, Right. Uh, yeah. So I, no, he's not necessarily wrong, but even in trying to appease and find a middle ground here. And, and I think I understand where Zach's coming from. Here's the biggest problem I see. You're already setting a precedent that this is up to the accused to defend themselves. No, that's, no, not, that's not how it works here. The justice system works. It right. is up to the accuser 
to prove their case. Absolutely. That's why it's the prosecution's job in any court to prove the case. And the defense doesn't say a dang thing until it's time. Well, that generated right. backlash. Of course. Mm -hmm. Rod, four four seven five SR and Immortal Peak, Breslau. I guess that's how you pronounce the last name. I don't know. Okay. He said, as one of the biggest streamers in all of gaming and on Twitch, if your first comment on social after a week of, oh, about 100 women coming forward with stories of sexual assault, harassment, and misconduct is to say this, maybe it's better you say nothing at all. So in other words, he's criticizing what Summit 1G said and said, hey, maybe right. you just should have shut up, mm -hmm. right? Instead of, instead of actually speaking your mind. Now, there's nothing, so there's nothing inherently wrong with what Rod did. I don't think so. Because at least, remember when we played the, the clip last week from um, Joe Rogan? Yeah. When he, you know, his, his bitch what comment. Bitch what? If somebody says yeah. something stupid, you have to be able to say this bitch what and just call them out on their BS. Right. Well, well obviously Rod here thinks that Summit is spouting some BS. So he, so he says, he's essentially, his tweet is essentially saying bitch what. I don't have a problem necessarily with Rod saying that. It's totally fine to, to come out and challenge him on that, even though I believe Rod is completely in the wrong. Correct. No, and, and I, would, I would absolutely say the same thing. You know what, Rod, you want to challenge me on my position? Okay, I'm good with that. Let's have a debate. Obviously, you feel different, so let's talk about that. So that's, yeah, fine. But now what? <laughs> right. And, okay. and Summit went on, he actually went on to his stream and he said this, he said, it's hard to hold myself back sometimes. I'm only human, you know, and I have opinions and we're not all going to share opinions, Summit said on stream. No matter what you think, no matter what you say, no matter how righteous your cause may be, there will always be someone that disagrees. Fair enough. Yep. We I said am, the same thing last week. Yeah. I am just simply stating that while people are making very, very clear that sexual assaults and things like it are happening at real life events and that people are, and that people are, people are getting called out, he added, I just also want to make it very, very clear how dangerous it is to run someone's name through the mud like that if it's not 100% true. And I, and I think what he means here um, is, well, you got to prove it. Right. Well, and, and we talked about this some long time ago. Um, back when uh, the, the same thing happened with uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh's confirmation, remember? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he was accused of that, and everybody in the, quote, in the Me Too movement jumped on board and just absolutely obliterated that man's name, almost ended his career, and, I mean, just completely destroyed that guy. And yet, as it turns out, the, the, those allegations were not founded. So... Where's everybody going? Oh, sorry. And oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, oh, I just got carried away. Or no, you ask a whole bunch of anybody, a lot of people out there, they know who that guy is, probably more because they think he is a sex offender, <laughs> not because he's a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, the, the article that I'm reading here, it doesn't have all of the, uh, the backlash from what's happening on Twitter, but the guy is getting lit up. There are a lot of people uh, who, who consider themselves to be woke, who are just jumping on him, um, you know, basically calling for his, his uh, stream to be shut down, 
um, trying to silence him uh, because he had the audacity to say, you know what, people should be proven guilty first before we crucify them. Yeah. Uh, we, we should not crucify them first. Um, otherwise, the damage is done. We need to, you know, they, they deserve their just due. Sure. And I think all of us would, would want that. Um, yeah. innocent, innocent until proven guilty is is a fundamental backbone of the justice system in this country. Could you imagine what this country would look like if everybody just got thrown in jail and it was up to you to try and prove that you didn't do whatever it was they said you were doing just to be able to get out and go on with your life? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'd just be, I don't think people truly understand what that would be like. And I think, I think, I think there are, I think more people should, you know, read things about the Soviet Union, 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution. They should read about Maoist China. They should read about what happened in Cuba. Because in those situations, people were guilty for who they were, not for necessarily what they did. Uh, and that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about people that are guilty for who they were, who they are, just for being who they are or for saying something without actually be making them guilty for anything that they physically did to somebody else. It's, it's, it, this is, it's mob mentality. Lucy, I mean, it's, you're, you're talking about you have to either agree with the mass, the mob, or you're guilty of wrong think. This is the biggest thing that just blows me away with the, the way people are sometimes. <laughs> it just, it, it, I, 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 what the heck is wrong think? How have we reached a point in our society where that's even a thing? What the yeah. heck does that even mean? Well, it comes Wrong from 1984. Thing? It comes from 1984, you know. Are you freaking insane? Well, and that's, and that's what's happening. So right now we're seeing that on, on social platforms like Facebook and Twitter, especially Twitter. Well, Twitter yeah. has become known for silencing conservative voices or silencing people who are on the right uh, just because of who they are or just because they happen to express certain opinions on the platform. And they're getting, in some cases, they're getting banned. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos is an example of a, of an, of a right uh, thinker or personality, if you will, who got banned right, right, from Twitter. Right, right, right. Um, he even got banned from Twitter for something he didn't even do. So he didn't even say what, they, they, what people claim he said. He didn't even say that, but Twitter banned him because they just didn't like him uh, and didn't like at least the things that he talked about. So Twitter banned them. And so because of this, there have been people that have said, you know what? we're going to go out and we're going to create a platform that truly embraces the concept of free speech. And we don't care what people say on it. And that new application is called parlor. And parlor? yesterday, yeah, parlor, P A R L E R. And yesterday parlor, uh, yesterday there was tens of thousands of people left Twitter and they created accounts on parlor because they parlor has finally opened up. They finally launched. And, uh, and so it was this mass exodus of people that, that have been shifting from, from Twitter over to Parler. And in fact, I'm, I'm doing it, my own personal Twitter account. I've, I've created one on Parler, and I'm going to be slowly moving over to Parler. Um, Maybe so we should move the uh, FU brothers over to Parler. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, and, and so the, the idea behind Parler is Parler says, look, we don't care what you post on here. We're not going to shut you down. We, we welcome anything and everything. Well, that, that really exploded um, on, on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and there were some people, um, there were some leftists who didn't really, uh, they didn't really like that. For example, David Knowles over at Yahoo. Um, Yahoo he, still uh, exists? Yeah. Yahoo oh, still okay, exists. Sorry. Yeah. Yahoo still exists. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, 
David Knowles, he wrote about this. He wrote, quote, the list of trending hashtags at Parler on Monday morning made it clear that the site isn't exactly a wellspring of variety when it comes to political opinion. Hashtag MAGA, hashtag KG, hashtag Trump 2020 took their place beside hashtag Q, hashtag QAnon, and hashtag WWG1WGA, an abbreviation for the QAnon motto, where we go one, we go all. As advertised, Parler does not restrict or ban users for posts, no matter how offensive or absurd, such as one claiming that former First Lady Michelle Obama is actually a transvestite. Other threads mock Black Lives Matter protesters and decry the movement to remove Confederate monuments. Um, essentially, what he's saying is he's like he's basically painting all of Parler as this right. cesspool it, it's, of it's a, it's a haven for all of the worst part of our entire society. And you know what? That, let's say that's true. Let's say right let, for the sake for the the the, uh, the sake of argument. Let's just say that's true. Yeah, we're just okay. going to swallow that hole and not not not. Let's say okay. for the sake of argument, that's okay. Well, why can't why that? that why bad? can't a plat? Why can't the platform like that exist? At why least, if you really believe that, what's his name? Uh, Knowles. Knowles, Mr. Knowles. If you really believe that, be happy because now they're not cluttering up your Twitter space. Right. What the heck's the problem? At least you got rid of them, and they're all over there being That's happy. That's what you wanted to clan, do right? was to get rid of them anyway. What you no the the fact of the matter is what you want to happen is you want to completely silence them and keep them buried down in their closet where they're not free to talk about anything by themselves and right. they have nobody else to share their ideas with whatsoever. That is absolutely dangerous and irresponsible thing. Yeah, that's wrong. Think, sir. Um, there was a there was another article written by it was posted on the Independent by a an author named Adam Smith, a writer, Adam Smith. And uh, his was, his was pretty funny. I thought he wrote Jewish news website forward has said that the app, that the app parlor is full of fury, fear, and conspiracy theories with notable anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. The belief that Jews are running the world, encouraging immigrants to flood America's borders, controlling the media, and generally working behind the scenes as master puppeteers are easy to find on parlor. Anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about Mark Zuckerberg and George Soros are also commonplace. Many users are also vocal supporters of Mr. Trump and have developed far-right communities on the platform. <gasps> oh my gosh. Upon signing, up, upon signing up to the website, Parler recommended trends that were popular right now included slash or hashtag Trump tweets matter, hashtag Ku Klux Klan, hashtag George Soros, and hashtag Cove Idiots. There were also a number of tweets related to Christianity with the hashtags, including hashtag second coming and hashtag God is love. Under the hashtag Ku Klux Klan were six posts, two of which were about the recently deceased Senator Robert Byrd, a member of the Klan who came to embrace civil rights and desegregation in the 1970s. Um, so I joined it. I didn't see any George Soros or Ku Klux Klan or anything like that. Yeah, downloading it now. Uh, how <laughs> absolutely vile God is love. How dare you, right. sirs? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Oh my gosh. I don't know what we're going to be able to do. No, we might learn to love our neighbor or think, you know, um, and no, that's terrible. You know, this is the problem with, with liberty. When, when yeah. you have freedom, there are going to be things that are icky about freedom. 
because there are going to be things that people do that are they're free to do that you don't necessarily agree with. And this is one of the reasons why you and I wanted to start a podcast because we right. wanted to say, you know what? Yes, freedom is a responsibility. And I think you believe as well as I believe, I think we can both agree that freedom, freedom can be icky. Yes. And if, free, and if people are free, they're going to do things that you just quite frankly don't agree with. But yet if you are a principled and individual and you have values, then you're, you're not going to be doing those icky things. Right. Well, right. And, and the other thing is too, it's, you know, it's very easy to attack the, the liberties of other people when there are, when they're doing things that you don't agree with. Um, you know, you just listed off a couple people making disparaging comments about other people's basically exercising their right of free speech. You know what? I may, I don't agree. And I'd probably not like if I saw posts about the KKK and support for that, that would piss me off. But if you inhibit their ability to talk about what they want to talk about, then that means you're also going to be able to inhibit my ability to talk about, hey, maybe I do want to be on a, on a, a group that's talking about God is love. Maybe right now in our society, I think that's really freaking important for more people to start talking about. Um, and if you're going to limit one, you limit the other. If I'm going to stand up for one, I have to be willing to stand for the rights of others. I don't have to like 90% of what's being said out there. There's a lot of things being chanted behind banners and posters and picket signs right now that I can't stand, but I can stand by the idea that I appreciate that they have the right to peaceably assemble and to speak their mind. And I do mean peaceably assemble. Rioting is absolutely not a right. Did you, did you see how the, the Chaz group, you know, the, you know, Chaz, right? Chaz yeah, or yep. Chop, whatever. whatever they're calling it, Capitol Hill, Autonomous Zone, and yep. uh, I, don't, I don't remember what Chop Which I still don't occupied. understand how that hasn't just been freaking shut the heck down. Oh, but, they shut themselves down. Did you, oh, did okay. You, did you read that? They, they, uh, they, they released this announcement today. They must have ran out of uh, uh, weed and, and gummy bears. Apparently they did because they woke <laughs> up today they have some committee called the Solidarity Committee. And the Solidarity, Com Solidarity Committee woke up this morning. I think it was this morning. And, uh, and it might have been yesterday morning. I forget. One of, the, one of the days this week, they woke up. Solidarity woke up. They all got together. They said, hey, you know those few hundred people that we have running around here? Well, there's only about 11 of them over there. There's only about 11 people left. Everybody went home. Everybody Everybody said, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I missed my bed, man. Yeah. So they went home. And of course, what did they do? They planted the flag, declared victory. What? The, the Chaz movement, right? The, solidar the members of the Solidarity Committee, that's what they're called. That's what they're calling themselves. The, 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 the governing body, the governing body of Chaz, they called themselves the Solidarity Committee, right? Um, they, they declared victory and they said, we did it. Yeah. We did it. Now go vote Biden. That's what they did. That's what they said. I, I'm not <laughs> well, you know what? I hear they declare today to be Jason Day in the land of Jasonville in my garage. I am the yeah. king. And then they, they admitted that there was going to be like later that afternoon, there was going to be some, uh, you know, they were organizing some group gathering 
you know, I yeah. guess we're going to bang some drums or something. I don't know what they were going to do. Smoke some Chipotle or, uh, yeah, Each I don't know, rooms, you know, something. Right. And, and so they were going to have this get together to bang their drums and they realized, you know, there's only going to be about 70 people there. And over the next couple of days, uh, we anticipate that that number is going to decline and get fewer and fewer. So, um, yeah, let's just pack it up and go home and tell everybody to go home. So yeah, they did. So cool. now the Chaz chop thing is no more. Oh, okay. They'll, they'll organize again on Twitter and go for round two. Which well, that's exactly what they said they would do. They said, we're going to, let's organize on, on social media and go yeah. out and vote Biden. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Good for them. I'm glad they're exercising their rights and, and that's just cool. They'll, they'll probably bring more Cheerios and stuff to snack on next time so they don't get hungry and tired. I don't, <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, you know what? Is that ridiculous? Yes. Do I hate it? Yes. Do they have the right to do it? Yes. Yes, they do. As long as it's done peacefully. Yeah. I, I, don't, ag I, I don't agree with the Chaz thing because they blocked everything off. There are people that live in that area. You yeah, know, businesses, couldn't do, businesses couldn't reopen. Right. Yeah. Uh, they were infringing on the rights of other people that live in that area, and, and that was wrong. Well, and I'll be 100% honest. I didn't follow 99% of it because I didn't care. Yeah, I and didn't care either. For everyone else out there, does that make me a bad person? I don't care about that either. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call me a bad person? cool you're such That's a fun. stoic <laughs> <laughs> i really don't i'm sorry that does not affect me um i'm sorry that that affected people in that area because it shouldn't and you know what you're talking about a bunch of people who are out mar i don't even think they really know what the heck they were marching for or against out there and i think that that's why 90 percent of them finally went what are we doing i don't even remember we're mad okay why are we mad i don't know I'm tired. Me too. I'm hungry. Yeah. You want to hit Denny's? Okay, let's go. That's what happened. Most of them all just went to go get food and said, I'm going to go home and go to bed. I'm tired. I haven't slept well. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I, the actual impact of what it had, I know it was big enough to make the news, but then again, a lot of stuff gets blown up in the news anyway, to where I go, is this really even a thing? Um, and then it gets forgotten about in about three days. So here we are. Here we are. Well, bronies, bronies, my little pony. Oh, dude. So <laughs> I was really disturbed when I learned that this whole uh, almost cultist like following of my little pony is a bunch of middle to late age dudes. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, mostly male. I, I that, well, no. You said dudes, and I said mostly male. That's yeah. Funny. I know it's okay. Bless your heart. And you're 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 still stuck in last week's uh, pro, uh, proper pronoun thing. I think. Um, <laughs> I I'd be very seriously concerned that like a good ninety percent of those people are also on the the sex offenders website. I mean, I'm serious. They, you? they may be. They may be. Um, you know what's you know what's really interesting? Um, I there's actually a documentary about this called Bronies. I think it's okay. called Bronies. Um, yeah, Bronies such documentary. Such a nerd. It. Uh, <laughs> For the rest never... of you out there, he's clicking and clicking and click. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yep, got it. Bronies. 
<laughs> there are people listening to this saying, how does he know there's a documentary about bronies and what the hell is a brony? <laughs> um yeah uh so i think the so i've watched the documentary okay (laughs) that's that ew (laughs) i well first of all everybody listening the actual full name is dr manuel ramirez uh, (laughs) and he lives in the phoenix arizona area please check your (laughs) your sex offender website and make sure Oh crap! I so I'm a huge fan of documentaries. I enjoy watching documentaries. Oh, okay, okay, not yeah. my little pony, um, but documentaries. Do- documentaries, okay. and uh, I think I think it was on Netflix at one time. Bronies? Or... I think so. Oh, okay. I thought I didn't know if you meant My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's on Netflix, but okay. but the documentary Bronies was on. Um, I believe it was on on um, on Netflix. Okay. Um, here, let me uh, let me click it, click it, click it, click. I'll let, find out right now. Let let because I, I know there are people that are gonna. You know what? You don't need to Google it. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to Google it. Why? Um, well, because I'm gonna show you this. I'm gonna show it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Oh my gosh! You ready? Okay. You ready? Uh, I guess so. All right, all right, here we go. One of my friends um, called me on Skype one day and said, hey, have you seen this show? My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, it's so good. I was like, isn't that like a show for little girls? I wanted to have a show about six characters, six girls, six ponies, who were friends with one another. And next thing I know, I was kind of leaning forward into my monitor and I was like, this show is amazing. The show itself is extremely well done. The art is fantastic. The writing is wonderful. Wait, that is fantastic artwork? Look at that. You're muted. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fantastic. We should have your buddy Paul come on and critique this. Oh. He would just tear this up. I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him that he's been that he's been mentioned and needs to listen to this episode. Yes, yes. Please. Uh yeah, th- that's yeah. <laughs> There's a pony with a stash. Yeah. Dear Princess Celestia, today I learned there's this huge movement of guys so into the show. It's not a show that you'd expect a lot of people. Okay, I don't really equate this with ponies, but. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my god, there was a bunch of dudes. It was. <laughs> That's creepy, right? Well, my age and older to Look watch. I don't know. Look at the waving. We have musicians, we have artists, and they're all professionals. There's like armies of professionals, it's crazy. He was different, 
from the rest of the world. I was just sitting here, I was just living day to day. I didn't really have anything to look forward to. As soon as ponies came into my life, I was like, wow, I never want the day to end. He never wanted the day to end after ponies came into his life. He what was the hell is wrong with our society? He was a man wandering lost in the wasteland. Oh. Looking for a drink of water in the desert. He needs a girlfriend. And then ponies came along. And he was saved. Kind of like Moses. It's like he needs Jesus. <laughs> You be a brownie in Appalachian Mountains. You're gonna have problems. Sparkle, they 2012. Irons, baseball bats. They're all laughing, calling me name, gay, girly, queer. Now they shouldn't do that. Oh I mean, yes, God. we're laughing okay. at them, but you know, I'm not gonna call them names, and other people don't no, need to be no. mean to them physically and well, just and, online. And no, and and that's <laughs> that's not right. You don't damage anybody's personal property. You call, you know, that's not right. But. You know what? You, you've got a, a Sparkle Pony 18 sign in the back of your window of your car that goes from side to side. You know, God. Sometimes I'll just listen to a lesson and go, oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Before I watched the show, I was kind of sad and lonely. And he said, what would you think, Mom, if I said I really liked My Little Pony? But her initial reaction was a bit like, eh. I'd be worried about you lyle i'm not interested in watching my little pony well when i heard about bro i mean look at this guy i don't you know i believe him i believe he doesn't have a lot of friends or didn't no this i time, right? i believe him too and 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 there's a common theme i think happening here if you're not listening to everybody but you know you got people who are saying that they don't have much in their life um to uplift them so they found something in my little pony to give them you know a little shot in the arm that they needed and and for that, you know, for if I was this kid's parents, I would be grateful. Yeah, I, I really it, would. I really if I would. had a kid suffering with depression and doing that, and all of a sudden this is actually bringing joy, and and oh, you know, okay, that's fine. Then that's fine. And yeah, I could see why mom would be at first reaction going, "Ooh, I don't know, son, that's a little are you sure." Um, yeah. And I'm sure that conversation will probably need to be hashed out in another year or two. Um, or maybe she's probably just waiting it out going, well, this is working for him right now. Maybe he'll grow up and grow out of it. I, I don't, but there's no handbook for parenting either. Right. It's the 50 year old guys that creep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, son was hell bent on going. So I feel like I got roped into it. Just being out of the norm well, out of their norm. They just don't like that. I'm going to be who I am and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Biggest con, four times the population of my town is in this building. Before I was a brownie, I had about seven friends. When I became a brownie, I had about a few hundred. Bronies are some of the nicest, most accepting people that I've met. It doesn't matter your age, your gender, no matter who you are, you can find a place in this fandom and you can be accepted. I wouldn't be surprised if My Little Pony has a hand in changing how people see things. I think it makes these little tweaks on people to sort of go, oh. These bronies are taking these lessons to heart. We need to allow men to be sensitive and to care about one another and not call them weak for caring. Come on, every pony, smile, smile, smile. Start up with sunshine, sunshine. All I really need is a smile, smile, smile.
these happy friends of mine. Yes, we're long way from Equestria. Long, long way. And that's brownies. Whoa. Um, Crazy, huh? Good for them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find funny is uh, James Wood... He's a, uh, he's a big conservative and he did a voice for one of the ponies in, I think the movie or something like that. And he actually went to that convention. He went to that convention. And, um, you know, I know that the people in that audience are not his, are not his people. I know they're not conservatives. They're, they're left leaning. I, I just know that. Uh, and the reason why I know that is because I've been to similar conventions like comic book conventions, gaming conventions, et cetera. Uh, but James Woods went and he, and he was embraced, you know, they loved him because he was, he was there, but, but, uh, good on, on James for, for actually going and, and doing that. Um, but so the reason why I wanted to show that to you is kind of set the, set the stage. I'm waiting. <laughs> right. Because hey. my little pony, remember there was that, that girl in the, in the, in the preview, she was talking about how they're the most accepting people. And, right, 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 right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to change the way people think. Right, right. Interesting. But apparently the community has a huge Nazi problem. Well, that doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. So apparently there's this, uh, there's this website, Derp Iburu. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Your, our, our credibility <laughs> factor just went. <laughs> man, I don't know, man. It's called Derp, D-E-R-P-I-B-O-O-R-U. How do you pronounce? How would you pronounce it? Derpy Buru. Sure. I don't know. Okay. But apparently this is a, uh, this is a website that was spawned after after a bunch of bronies started meeting on 4chan. Well, we all know what happens on 4chan. 4chan is pretty much the armpit of the uh, inter interwebs. And, uh, and so they started this Derpy Buru website and you can go in there and you can just post whatever you want. Now, I have to admit, the site seems to be pretty open in terms of free speech because they, don't, they, they allow pretty much anything. And apparently they're, you know, I mean, you saw in the preview, there were people that have embraced this pony culture and are creating artworks and, you know, paintings and drawings, et cetera, of other ponies, right? Um, but there are people that are painting and creating artwork around ponies and they're posting on this website. Um, Don't do it. Who are, I guess, Nazi ponies. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, wait! Like they've got the the swastika armband. Yes. Walk the okay. There's a there's a yes. There's a <laughs> pony. <sighs> there's a pony called like Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> There's a pony called like Aryan. 
I read this article and now I can't find the, I can't find the name on it. Um, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, this, it's a play on the word. drive of, Lucy absolutely crazy. It, it's going to drive me absolutely nuts. I can't find it. <laughs> I can't find the name. Uh, oh, where is it? I can't find it. God, this is the most entertaining part of this whole thing thus far is watching you struggle to try and find your, your Oh my article. God. <laughs> well, yeah, I know it's, no, no, it's no. she said that it's the most accepting group. So no oh. matter what you believe, no matter what you think, Found it. no matter what you um, aspire to or anything like that, that this brony group is very accepting of whatever that is. Right. Yes. So Here, even if you're a Nazi, you should be welcome in this group is what I gathered from that. Well, here from the article, it says, My Little Pony fandom has developed a totally nonsensical hodgepodge of values. No kidding. Many fans who specifically support Black Lives Matter, for example, are also fans of Ariane. A-R-Y-A-N-N-E. Ariane. See? Nice. <laughs> a fan-invented Nazi pony with a pink swastika on her hip. They do not acknowledge a contradiction. I love Ariane, a 25-year-old My Little Pony fan named Sam told me. It's just cute, funny, sexy art. Then he added, Black Lives Matter art is great. I welcome it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Um, a Nazi pony. Dude. A Nazi pony. Do do people actually think anymore? I I no no. I mean, okay. I, I'm not. I'm really not trying to be funny. I'm not. I. Oh my good god. <laughs> my little Nazi, the curious link between the alt right and the My Little Pony fandom. Isn't that cute? It's a horse. Dude, that is long flowing hair with wings. It's a unicorn, even. It's a it's a Pegasus and a uh, unicorn. It's a unipegasus. Unipeg. Um, with flowing blonde hair, standing upon a okay. wreathed okay. swastika. So I'm I'm gonna say this, and this is the look at this guy. What the fuck? He's got his little pony. Okay, this is absolutely not acceptable. I'm I'm sorry. I I got I'm I'm no, absolutely not. Look, if if you are out there and you are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, whether I agree with you or not, you should have a huge friggin' problem with that. Um if you're not out there supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and you even if you're like Lucy and I who support free speech, you have to see the dangers of something like that. I support the right that you have to say stupid stuff, but you have to actually understand that I'm going to stand up and call it stupid crap. That's insanity. And when, when did that become acceptable? For crying out loud, the, the, the Republican Party has been called out as quote-unquote Nazis um, this whole time. Even We even talked about the use of the term alt-right yeah. for that same thing. This is supposed to be cute and funny. Look at this one. This is Ariane. This that's, is this is Ariane. Listen, that's, that's a little insanity. pony. 
That's insane. See, she got the cute little pink heart with swastika, the red armband. I tell you she's what, given, she's given the Hiles, the Hiles, Zeke Hiles salute. Zeke Hiles, yeah, I get it. I tell you what, anybody who finds that cute and amusing, watch the movie um, American History X. Come talk to me again, right? And let's discuss it, right? <sighs> okay. Well, I guess they do have a, 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 I guess the brony, the the brony culture. I guess they do have a Nazi problem. They, I guess maybe they do. Um, wow, that went from disturbing and amusing to uh, very serious very quick. I'm sorry, but that, that, <laughs> that's that. There's a line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on on one hand, I applaud the website for just saying, "Hey, post whatever you want." Well, um, no, I don't have a problem with the website existing. And frankly, I think um, YouTube and Twitter and a lot of these other things need to actually start waking up and taking a lesson. Um, trying to put, put yourself in a position where you are responsible for the content of the millions of users using your platform is absolutely setting you up for failure and big time legal problems. Because now you become the arbiter of what is acceptable or unacceptable speech and expression. Yeah. And that is not okay. That's not for anybody to say. Sorry, just, sorry, it's just not. So you're better off to go the, the realm of, let's say, somebody like Parler or BitChute. I'll throw them a bone and say at least those platforms are saying, look, you guys post whatever you want. But it's you who's going to come under scrutiny and fire for what you say. And that's the element and the idea of free speech. You can say whatever the heck you want. That doesn't mean you are not going to face repercussions from it. But that's for you to own. And, and this, is, this is my point with trying to educate people to have principles and values because I firmly believe that if people had if people improve and increase and strengthen their own principles and values then this kind of stuff doesn't exist right we don't have you don't right. wind up with ponies obviously I mean it's a cute drawing it just if you just look at the horse take away the swastikas right but you just look at the little horse it's a cute little horse yeah there's nothing wrong with that it's cute and it's like oh look how cuddly right um but if people if people had principles for crying out loud and they respected their fellow humans, then this kind of stuff, I believe, then this kind of stuff just won't exist because people would recognize and say, you know what, that's in bad taste. I'm not. Well, all right. So we, we've got a lot of things that. going on in our culture right now. Let's turn this around. Let's, let's try something else. What if I were to take, uh, was it Ariane? Ariane. And change that swastika which i thought would probably want to be one of the most offensive symbols used in, in in history apparently not um let's change that to a noose yeah let's change it to a noose what happens what, is, what is happens? that still okay i mean it, now it's it's it, is that socially acceptable you gotta be kidding me well now keep in mind a lot of the bronies are not in favor of the nazis that are that have sort of permeated into their culture at least okay I, I you know listening. what? And, I don't and, know. <laughs> well, and that, at least that, that was according to the article. So you know, I'm trying to be for full transparency and honesty with sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. There are a lot of people that, um, you know, there are some people that say, "Oh, I think it's cute and it's no big deal." 
and you have other people that are that are saying in the community saying no i don't want to have anything to do with that i actually like the fact that the website allows anything to be put on the website sure. now they have different categories so you know they, they don't just put it up there for everybody to see if you want to see the weird crap then you have to go to this part of you know this file structure folder structure whatever on the website and then you can see that so it's not so it's kept you know there, there are people moderating this and making sure that the artwork is in the right buckets okay um and that's fine i have no problem with that and and i have no problem with people liking it per se um I think that these kinds of, of websites follow the free market type of mentality where if a vast majority of the fans don't care for it, then they'll take it down and they won't have it up there. Then, then you'll have fewer and fewer people who post that stupid crap because they'll recognize that's not part of the culture and the right. culture will self-correct those right. people, the normal, the, the normal, you know, people with, with, with decency will, self ostracize those who are counterculture and we don't really want to associate with you. And eventually those, those stragglers will go off and entertain themselves with something new. Sure. The yeah. culture and will self correct. And that's, that's typical. I mean, and it's, there's, there's been that same push with a lot of uh, various other things that, that we have throughout time or history have found um, to be um, tasteless or debauchery. I mean, um, honestly, I'm almost surprised that pornography has lasted as long as it has. But even that in its own right actually goes through a cycle in, in our normal lifespan, right? There's usually a demographic norm as far as the supply and demand goes. You know what I'm saying? Um, every kid, every, well, at least I'll speak for the boys out there. No offense, ladies. I don't know. And I don't want to know, but for the boys, you go through a certain period in your life during puberty and whatnot. Everybody's got their box, right? And, <laughs> And then it goes away, whether it either gets passed along to everyone else or you just actually throw it away. But the fact of the matter is, that? yeah, I said it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got their, their, their old skin box. Um, <laughs> so, but even still, even in, in the natural course of life, that, that life expectancy um, peaks and then dies off. And just like sure. things like this, sure. I'm sure Ariane and, and in other ways, the supply might spike and then the demand's going to fade away. And yeah. that's, that's going to be the end of it. You know, porn is a really interesting topic and not that we're going to get into porn. I, oh, I find I it. I parked your interest. Did I? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people that I run into that, you know, in conversations will say, I don't, they say, well, exactly what you said. I'm surprised porn has lasted so long. And I'm like, really? You find that surprising? Um, you, you know, let's, let's face it. There are women who enjoy watching porn. Now I think they're of a vast minority. I could be wrong. That's just my assumption. I think the vast majority of porn consumers are men. Um, and that's because men are typically, well, aside from being dogs, I just want to talk about it from the perspective of biologic, biologic function, right? Men are more, you know, they, they, they go through their sexual peak at a much younger age than women, right? In their late teens, early 20s. Um, and let's face it, men are also very visually drawn. They're, they're, they're visual sexual beings, right? So they, they like to see things for them. Uh, for, for them, visual things are enticing. That's right. just the way that men are wired. Men like to look at stuff, yeah. right? 
there are things that men find very physically attractive and sexually attractive for to the male eye. Um, and so men like to see things. That's what, that's what turns them on. Women are not that way. Most women are not wired that way. Biologically. Most women are emotionally driven. Right. Most women are are driven by other types of things that Mm -hmm. get them sexually aroused, but men are really sexually aroused by visual indicators. And it's, it's part of the millions of years of evolution. It's wired into our DNA. Um, I'm not excusing it. I'm not trying to place any kind of value status on that. And I'm not trying to say porn is okay. I'm just trying to describe something that I think is existing in the world. And I think that's why porn exists. You have a vast majority of men who go through that, 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 that you know, whether it's sexual repression, whatever, they want to they see things. There, you know, I've heard stories. I don't know of anybody in particular, but I've heard stories of men who that they, even with their, you know, they might even be married with the sexual partner that they have, but they need to watch porn in order to get into the mood. That's a whole other bag of issues that an individual has to contend with. <laughs> um, so, of course, porn is going to be around. I mean, even if you go to get a vasectomy and you have to give, you know, or you go get, you have to get your sperm count. What do they give you? They give you porn. Right. You go to the doctor's office and they're like, here, we need you to, to, uh, ahem into this cup and, and, and go into that room. And in that room is a bunch of porn, right? Because they know what turns guys on. Um, and it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry. Sure. So unless the dollars die out and the dollars are uniquely tied to men's biological stuff, well, I ain't going to go away anytime soon. So I'd like it noted, at least in the minutes of our conversation, that Mm -hmm. I I was talking about supply and demand and (laughs) and capitalism and how things actually die out and the cultural norm actually will correct itself. Um, You went on a very specific discussion in relation to porn. Um, Bravo, sir. We should have an entire show around porn. I think you could probably handle that on your own. Given I am not going to show <laughs> porn on the show, though. I will well, not yeah. screen not only, cap. Not only that, it'd probably get flagged for copyright and everything else. too, Or at least indecency or something. Oh, or, or a handful of other things. Yeah, who knows? So, some kind okay. Of, some kind so, of craziness. Moving on. All right. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> you you brought up something else to me earlier this week, and we haven't uh-huh. talked about it yet tonight. I didn't know if you even wanted to get into it, but you were mentioning something about a situation at NASCAR. Did you want to talk about that while we're sitting oh, here or God. not really? Oh. oh, God. This is the favorite part of my show where I actually get to mention stuff and watch Lucy squirm for a few about how to actually handle this because he likes doing this to me all the time. <laughs> Bubba Wallace. Yeah. For those that don't know, Bubba Wallace, there was a race. I think it was at Talladega over the weekend. Bubba Wallace, his crew, one of his crewmen found a noose hanging in his, uh, in his garage. So all of the drivers, all the teams get a garage. Yep. And uh, one of his crewmen said that, hey, we found a noose. Terrible. And... People on social media, fans in NASCAR were outraged. In fact, I don't exactly know what happened. I saw a brief video of it, but uh, hit Bubba Wallace's car. I don't know what exactly what happened to it, but anyway, um, the, his car was driven out through the, the pit lane 
and all of the teams came out, all of the crews and everything came out and they walked alongside his car and they walked it to the end of the, the, the pit lane. I don't really know what that meant, but they were trying to show like, hey, we're all in solidarity with Bubba Wallace. We all stand together. We're one big community family, which I totally appreciate. I, you know, sure. it was a, sure. it was a huge display of, of solidarity, but there were a couple of things that I found um, quite interesting. And um, one, the first thing was that um, over the weekend, pictures of the alleged noose were never shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it came out, it was, and then it was reported that, well, Bubba Wallace wasn't the one who actually found it. It was found by his crewman and he never saw it. Well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's a little odd, mean, right? What do you mean he didn't see it? Like if, if somebody comes to you, if I came to you and I said, hey, Jason, yep. somebody took a gigantic turd, put a gigantic turd on the dining room table, your first reaction is going to be, what? what? And then I got to check this out. No, well, I wouldn't say I got to check this out. <laughs> I'd just go. But essentially, you're going you're gonna to want to go see that. Right. Like, I got to see this for myself. I got to, you know, no, you're. I don't believe you. Know, you. I don't believe you. Let me, go, right. let me go look, right? Your first reaction is, let me go see this. But <clears throat> after the incident for a couple of days, Bubba Wallace kept saying he hadn't seen it. He hadn't seen it. He hadn't seen it. He was very adamant he hadn't seen it. Okay. The FBI actually got involved as a potential hate crime. Right. I think there were something like 17, 15 FBI agents. Too many to fit in one garage at NASCAR, right. but oh, okay. They All came right. out to investigate this incident. Which if that's the case, yeah, that's a big friggin' deal. That's huge. Yeah. Right? Um, but it turned out that there were some internet sleuths. I'm telling you, the internet has a lot of really skilled people. Um, And they looked at, they were looking at something and they said, you know what? Um, This doesn't really look right. They had a picture. And so here was, let me put this up here. See if you can, you can take a look at this. Okay. Um, So, Here's a picture. Now, I, this is the stall next to Bubba Wallace's stall. Okay. His, next to his garage. Okay. So, see, here's this, this rope, and it's got this loop on it on the end. Well, it turns out last that's, year. That's to, to pull the, the garage door down. Yeah. It's to pull the garage door down. All of the garage doors have this on there. They were installed last year. This is what they were talking about? Yeah. You're kidding me. Right. And so somebody, somebody had taken, there was somebody last year, or maybe oh. it was earlier this year, I can't remember exactly when, they had, there was a video footage of somebody walking, just happened to be walking along these garages. Not that they were filming the ropes, but they were filming the different cars and whatnot. Right, right. And so they showed, they said, wait a minute, this is on all of the different doors, these handles. And they said, was this what Bubba Wallace was talking about? And in the next picture from Bubba Wallace's garage, that loop had, was there. And then in the next scene, in the next picture, they, there was evidence where you could see it was, it was, it was shorter, as if they had cut they off. They cut it off. They cut it off. Okay. And of course, there were people that said, oh, this is, you guys are crap. That's not the right news. It's not the, you know, there was something else. It, it can't wasn't be that. that. It can't be that. can't be that. 
And sure enough, the FBI came out and said, nope, that was what it was. They were talking about the, the pool handles. Um, so the FBI confirmed that this is what they were talking about. Um, and Bubba Wallace went on TV. He went on The View. He went on, I can't remember, Don Lemon, I think. Um, and he was, you know, giving these interviews. Uh-huh. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome and, and you know. No, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Mm-hmm. Those interviews and all that, that was, that was before he actually saw this then. Allegedly. Well, he said he'd never seen it okay. at the time. Okay. All right. Right. He was just, he was like, he was coming out, you know, he was doing these interviews saying, I'm, you know, I'm going to overcome. I'm not going to let this hold me back. Right. Well, this is a picture. This no, is wait, a picture. Wait a minute. Here. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Okay. Time out. Time out. Uh-huh. So he, okay. I, I was, I was, I was giving as much credence as I can to every, everything, but now I got to go back and go, wait, he's, he's going on to the view and network television and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have no, no, um, love nor hate for, for Bubba Wallace. Frankly, I, I, I don't really watch NASCAR, but, um, so he was actually going on talking about this hate crime apparatus in his garage that he still hadn't even seen. Yes. Uh-huh. Lucy, I swear to God, if I do anything like that, I hope you call me out and say, Bitch, oh, don't what? worry. Oh, don't worry. Oh yeah, that will happen. <laughs> that will okay. happen. Okay. Okay. Continue. So this is a picture taken after his car was walked down the the pit lane. You can see everybody in the background here. Here's a here's a shot of him actually. You know he's in the car. They're driving out, whatever. Um, and all the crews are coming out and walking around the car, rock, walking around the car, all in solidarity. All this is fine. I have no problem with any of this. Then, then when the FBI announced their story and said there was no hate crime, this was a door handle. Then, um, then Bubba Wallace doubled down and he said, "No, no, no, I saw it." Now he came out and then he came out and said he saw it and that the door handle it was something different from the door handle, and it wasn't the door handle; it was some other noose. So he doubled down and he okay. was he basically was chastising or trying to shame any of the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, a little bit easier to do that than, okay. And then they released this picture. This picture I think came out today. Okay. And <clears throat> now this looks more like a news. Yes. Yes, it does. But there were people on social media, people on the internet immediately looked at it and said, well, wait a minute. Why, why you got a picture here. You didn't release this picture at all at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You never released any picture. Yeah, this looks more like a noose, but also what people noticed was, hey, um, you didn't actually show the top of this rope. Where's this rope leading to? The FBI confirmed that it was part of the door handle. Right. So, they and they and they the FBI concluded it wasn't a hate crime. Now I don't necessarily I don't I don't have any knowledge of the agents who were on scene that were sent by the FBI, but they sent, like I said, like fifteen or seventeen FBI agents. Given the nature of this, I would be willing to bet that some of them were black, that some of the FBI agents were probably. Oh, black. I guarantee it. 
I, just a hunch. I don't know. No, no. And, and it, I, I can tell you, if I was uh, in charge of the uh, field assignment for the FBI... You would want to send some. Uh, you darn tootin'. Matter of fact, if I had my druthers, I'd send all of them. Right. We, because you want to make sure that you, you don't want to be caught from the FBI's perspective. You don't want to be caught as, well, the FBI was being racist. The right. FBI, the FBI brushed this under the covers... Um, so we're not going to send, we're going to send all white people. We, we don't want to do that. Yeah. As an FBI, as, I wouldn't want, I would make sure that there were, there were some, at least some black agents who, who went, I would at least try. Yeah. I, if I was going to send 18, I'd probably send at least 16 of them who were black if I could. At, yeah. And at a, least half. And at least a couple of them who were women, just I'll cover that basis yeah. too, for those so, reasons. So the FBI concluded this wasn't a hate crime. They concluded it was part of the door handle. And then we get a picture today of this by the door, but we can't, we don't, we can't see the top of it. Right. So some people said, well, well, what was to stop you? Who, who's even to say if this was the actual thing that was found? Could this have been created after the fact and then hung in front of the, now I know that sounds very conspiratorial. Sure. But the reason why it, it, it draws a question, it, it's at least worth the, the ask. It's, the, it's a question. I think it's a valid question. Well, why didn't we see this picture to begin with? And how come the, the full picture wasn't, the full rope wasn't, um, wasn't shown before? And then how come this picture doesn't match with the, with the other types of rope that was found, like this one? This, doesn't, this, isn't this, this is a different kind of a knot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not there. I, I genuinely don't know. But it's, I don't, it, it sounds an awful lot like um, crying wolf and then running out to go find a wolf. Yeah. After the fact. And, and that's what people feel. And when, when Bubba Wallace came out and doubled down on it, he was chastising fans who, who weren't believing him. Finally today, he, he made some kind of an announcement. Um, I read it and I forget where, what it said exactly, but uh, he basically said, summarizing that uh, thankfully it was a misunderstanding and it wasn't a hate crime, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, if he had said that initially, rather than doubling down and rather than going on The View and going on, mm-hmm. you know, Don Lemon and having these interviews, if he didn't do any of that and he immediately released a statement that said the FBI found no wrongdoing. It wasn't a hate crime. It was a door handle. Sorry. You know, I'm glad it was taken care of misunderstanding. I think he would have, I think he would have, I think people would have responded much more positively. Instead, instead there are NASCAR fans are like, you know what? I'm done. This is ridiculous. You know, the NASCAR has already banned the Confederate flag. Now they did ban the Confederate flag to be flown at, at races. Fans would bring Confederate flags. You know, the NASCAR is big in the South. Well, NASCAR originated in the South with the the bootleggers. That's what it was. NASCAR, oh, sure. This this was where racing is from. Yeah. That's that's how NASCAR started. It was right. actually, you know, stock cars that were being <laughs> that were being souped up to evade police when they were running moonshine. I mean, right. and that's why they they actually still do the moonshine runs, which are all done at night, in honor of that. And actually, it's part of the history as to why, believe it or not why a lot of NASCAR car, well, all the NASCAR cars don't actually have functioning headlights because yeah. e- even then you didn't use your headlights when you were running the cops because you ran at night. And then if you had your headlights on, they could see you for miles. Right. Um, so is that actually a part of how the birth of that 
sport started? Yes. Now, you want to ban the Confederate flag? Fine. You know what? I have no love lost for it. It doesn't bother me any. The problem I see is this is this goes right back to what we start, first started talking about, about being guilty upon accusation and having to try and prove your innocence. Right. And we, if we immediately jump to the nth degree and assume everybody out there is racist, I'm, I'm sorry, that's a racist position. Yeah. To find and, yourself in, where everything you find has a ra- uh, racist connotation. Now, now here's, a question, here's a question I think needs to be asked. I'm curious. I don't know the answer to this question. And I think reporters, why shouldn't a reporter ask it? Was Jesse, was Jesse Smollett. I almost called him Jesse Smollett. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, was, was Bubba Wallace the reason why the Confederate flag was banned at, at uh, NASCAR? I don't know. What? Was Bubba Wallace, what, did he complain about the Confederate flag being flown at NASCAR? Did he complain? And is that the reason why NASCAR pulled and, or NASCAR came up with the ruling that said the Confederate flag can no longer be flown at our races. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm asking, I, I want to know the, an, I, I'm, I think it's a legitimate question. Can, should, should somebody ask Bubba Wallace and say, Hey, were you the reason why the Confederate flag was banned at races? And then if so, did you take advantage of this to try to remove some of the heat for your complaint against the Confederate flag? So it, I, I see where you're going. And is that a legitimate why, why, question? Sure. Do we have why, the right to ask it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do I, I think that's a leap? Me personally? Yeah. I think NASCAR has been under heat and fire for the Confederate, for flying the Confederate flag at races for years. Now, what the catalyst was to finally have them cave in and just say, okay, to heck with it. It's not worth fighting for anymore. I don't know. Maybe there is a connection there. I don't know. The reason why I say that, the reason why I don't think it's a, it's a big leap to make uh, in this situation, meaning if Bubba Wallace, one guy, complained to NASCAR and the NASCAR said, okay, this is, the, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, ban the Confederate flag, I don't think that's a leap. And the reason why I don't think that that's a leap is there are numerous, numerous reports where one or two people have said, hey, this is racist. And so a company bans something or they say this is racist. So then the company changes their policy when all it was, was one or two people complaining. Sure. Sure. So, you know, all I'm, all I'm saying is we have precedent where one, two, even maybe no more than five people have made a complaint about something and a company caves. Yep. Better to just cave and say, forget it, than go through the fight and hassle of all the public smearing. Because that's, again, you're, you're guilty in the court of public opinion. Right. Um, and it just needs, it, it just takes you actually taking a stand and saying, no, that's retarded. We're right. not doing that. So, so is it a stretch then for one guy who happens to be, you know, I think the only, the only driver in NASCAR who is black? He's half black. I think his father is a white man. Um, but still, whatever. Um, is it that big of a stretch to think that one person complaining could have could have forced them? I mean, look at what look at what Colin Kaepernick has been able to do with the NFL. That was just one guy. Oh God. Um, yeah, I know. You, know, you know. So speaking of NFL, I have to throw a little shout out. I'm going to steal two seconds of our airtime. <laughs> um, big kudos to Dan Snyder and everyone out there at the Washington Redskins for holding their ground for as long as they have and continuing to do so. 
I am a Washington Redskins fan and I always have been. Thanks, mom. Um, and yeah, you know what? E- even the, the, the uh, tribal chiefs have all met there. It's actually a really, really cool mm. museum mm. at FedEx Field if anybody has a chance to go to look at Native American culture and art and, and things displayed on there. There's a great, for anyone out there in the listening world, not anywhere near where I'm at, and Lucy, you can attest to this even when you were up here, I'm very close to the Navajo Reservation. And I frequent the Navajo Reservation for work quite a bit. Do you know what I see out there as far as decals on the back of cars are? The Washington Redskins logo everywhere. They love the Redskins. And they don't find that offensive at all. The people that do probably have never been anywhere near close to a reservation to even know what the heck I'm even talking about. Well, so kudos <laughs> to at least the organization for standing their ground on that. Well, there's a, there's a high school here in Arizona over in, on the Indian Reservation in Red Mesa. Um, it's, on, it's in the Navajo Nation. Its mascot, I mean, we're talking literally on the Navajo Indian Reservation. Mm-hmm. Its mascot is the Redskins. There you go. Yeah. It's, and well. And they're, they're one of the biggest, this school, this school is one of the biggest defenders of the Washington Redskins because they're like, no, we love it. We love it. Yeah. Because what, what people, this is, you know, we, we had this just this past week. We had, you know, we had uh, the death of uh, Aunt Jemima. Yep. Right? We got rid of Aunt Jemima. Um, there was something else. Um, Uncle Ben's. Uncle, was it Uncle Ben's? Okay, Uncle Ben's, Uncle Ben's. Yeah. right? Yep. Washington Redskins. These are examples. So, Oh, and they're talking about getting rid of Eskimo pies. Oh, yeah, Eskimo pie. That's right. Es- because the word Eskimo, for some reason, is a racist term, and I don't understand why. That's yeah, they're, they're, they're in, in, Inuits or in, the, Inuits, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm sorry, Eskimo pies are delicious. Right. And um, I think even the Inuits probably, if they had a handful of Eskimo pies, would say, I freaking love them. Give me another Eskimo pie. Well, the, the they're problem, not what the the, the problem here is battles and getting on crusades in name of other people and without even asking the other people if they friggin care or not. Right. The problem is, is we're erasing these things and we're basically saying it's racist to have black or Indian representation in our culture. Yeah, and that's I think that's, I think that's racist in and right. of itself. I'm sorry. We're basically saying, no, it's too bad. We cannot. We have to erase black representation or Indian representation out, out of our culture for their sake. Yeah. But then they complain that then they turn right around and complain that there's not enough representation in things like video games or television right. or movies. Well, and, or comic and I books. even saw you speaking of Aunt Jemima. Um, it was a great grandson or something of um, Aunt Jemima. The said actual he was, person. Yeah, yeah. Said it was bad. And said, what the heck are you doing? You guys are, eliminating my grandmother or great-grandmother's legacy from history she worked her whole life for that and you're taking it away how dare you yeah and it's it's like when hbo they banned uh just last week they banned uh the gone gone with the wind from hbo from hbo max or whatever they said it's not going to be it's not going to be viewable well that's terrible because the the black actress who played um you know, she was one of the slaves, but she was the uh, the maid, right? Um, in this in the movie, she was that the actress. first black actress to be to to win, to win a, an Academy an Award. Academy Award. Yeah, she like, won an Academy Award. <laughs> and and so, so now we can't watch that. People can't watch. Yeah, 
her performance, the black, a black woman who won the, the Academy Award for her performance in Gone with the Wind. Right. Um, because we're, we're erasing um, the representation that's out there. And I think that's, I think that's shameful. Yeah, no, it is. And like I said, you know, we're, 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 we're making these moral high ground um, crusades in the name of other people without even giving a rat's butt whether they want it, like it, appreciate it, or not. You know, who, who died and made you arbiter of truth for everybody? Yeah. Shame on you. All right. So, anyway. Well, there, Cyber, there you go. Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. You ready for this one? Um, uh, I don't, probably not. Video game. For those of you who do not know, Cyberpunk is a type of game. Um, started off as a tabletop RPG, much like Dungeons & Dragons. Set in a futuristic world where people, you know, there are hackers and people are, have cybernetic implants and all this kind of cool stuff, right? It was a break off of Rifts, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't okay, know. good. Maybe. Anyway. maybe, maybe. But anyway, there's a new video game coming out this year, later this year, called Cyberpunk 2077. A lot of people are excited for it. I am. I, I, I'm really looking, uh, I'm really digging to play this game. I was really excited when I heard about it, when it was first announced, and I'm getting really excited to play. But here we go. You ready for this? Okay. This it's was delayed. From, well, it's delayed until November. Yeah, I'm a little irritated about that. But uh, <sighs> So this article was from, from IGN. <clears throat> All right. The ESRB has published its ratings report for Cyberpunk 2077, which includes a new bit of information about the game's character creator. Awesome. Let's find out about the character creator yeah. for yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. You can now customize your player character's genitals. Wait, what? What? Yeah. The game's character creator. You can now customize your player character's genitals. I read that correctly. I'm not making this up. I'm not making that up. Per the report, per the report, players can select a gender and customize their character. Customization can include depictions of breasts, buttocks, and genitalia, as well as various sizes and combinations of genitals. Wait, combinations? So you can create a female character with a bulge. Awesome. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Never mind story, gameplay, or anything like that. As long as I can create a chick with a bulge, now I'm happy as a gamer. That's really, that's what we got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. <laughs> uh huh. That goes on, the article goes on to say, this would appear to be a part of CD Projekt Red's decision not to include a traditional gender option in the game, instead offering a really inclusive, expanded character customization menu. The report oh, now I see where we're headed. Okay, see, I, I had to hear that bit. So now we don't have to gender type or gender role anybody and nobody feels like they have to, you know, fit in a box. They can Correct. create whatever they want. Correct. Got it. Oh, okay. absolutely right. So sweet. Yeah. Now, so, now it's even affecting my games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says, it says, as we've said before, said a spokesperson for the company, Cyberpunk 2077 is a single player game with no microtransactions. Well, that's good. 
The ESRB info is based on the fact that expansions require the base game and are therefore treated as a purchase by the rating board. Oh yeah, there was one piece that I skipped where uh, the game is going to have built-in in-game transactions. Um, let's see. Much of the report, which awards the game an M17 plus rating, so mature, focuses on the adult content mentioned in the previous Australian ratings report, including suggested sexual actions, extreme violence, and gore and swearing. Joy. Okay. No yeah. trigger wards? <laughs> no <laughs> trigger warnings? Trigger warnings? <laughs> So I, I got this up here. I'm going to show you. I'm going to. I'm going to. Does it have co-op? Does it have co-op? Uh, Online no, co-op. It's, oh, uh, it's single, single player. player. Single player only. So I'm going to show you this uh, little piece. So this is just a quick video of the genital customization. Now, there some of you know. There's some of these are a little pixelated. Their genitals you can see are kind of pixelated out. But but you'll get the gist. Uh, of what is actually transpiring here as this, uh, so you can see, you know, he got bigger breasts, she got bigger breasts. Look, they get bigger. It's a dude with boobs and a girl with a bulge. Right. Got it. You can see how each of them, look, get really gigantic. Do you yeah, have, that's, that's massive. Yeah. He so, or she is, is well endowed. I'm, I'm jealous and or confused. <laughs> This is where we're at. Welcome to 2020. Oh, God. No, that says 2077, right? <laughs> okay. So I got a little bit of time to die before I have to deal with that in real life. No, I don't think I do. I think that's coming whether I like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. All right. The last topic here that I have. All right. Fire away. Cards Against Humanity. Have you ever played cards? You've said you played Cards Against Humanity with your, your you sister. You know, I did it mom. once. I was, I was down at my sister's house for Thanksgiving. My mom and stepdad were there, and my sister and kid's sister were there, along yeah. with my wife and my daughter. Now, my daughter didn't get to play. She, she was over Thank there. Thank God. The, the, the cousins and having fun and out doing stuff and whatever. But um, I will say that was mildly, at least, uncomfortable playing cards against humanity with my mom and my kid sister at the same table. Now, why would it be uncomfortable? Because those cards are incredible. There is no way to play that game clean. I tried. I was the only one at the table yeah. doing it. Yeah. Everybody else was going to a sexual innuendo to the 10th degree. And I'm, you know, something that's juicy. I said, you know, cherries. I'm not even going to repeat what all the ladies at the table said because I don't want that was disturbing to me. <laughs> so for those who are no, who are unaware, Cards Against Humanity is a is a spin-off if, if you will of the original game called Apples to Apples. Apples to Apples is manufactured by a different company. Apples to Apples was fun. I right. liked that. So let's say if you're if you're playing Apples to Apples, so the way this works is you you throw out a card, the, one person every person is a judge for, for a round. And then at the end of the round, the next, another person becomes the judge and the judge draws a card from the deck. And it's, it's a, it's a card that everybody else has to match to. So everybody has cards in their hand. Okay. And it's like seven cards that you have in your hand. And then the judge flips over a specific type of card and it might be something like important. 
okay? So then you have to match face down, you play a card face down, and you have to pick a card from your hand that would describe something that's important. And what the fun part of the game is, you have to try to think not like yourself, or not like anybody else at the table other than the judge. You have to think about what's important for the judge. That's really what's, what's at stake here. How Because you want the judge to pick your card, but you, they don't necessarily know what, what card you played. So you, everybody plays your card face down, and then the, the judge picks up the cards off the table, and they look at all of the other cards that the players have played. And what they're trying to do is which of the cards played is important, and they pick that one card and reveal it, and then whoever played that card they score a point for that round. So if the face-up card is important, you might play blood, I might play oxygen, and then whoever's the judge has to try to determine, well, which one is most important. That actually happened in one game. That's um, probably the cleanest thing I've ever heard in a round of Cards Against Humanity. Right. So well done. And it can, be, it can be very humorous, very funny, right? Um, so, but Cards Against Humanity takes that and just makes it vile and disgusting. Yeah. Right. Um, and it gets into very risque things, very, you know, dis, you know, explicit sexual positions and whatnot and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and that is what, that is what Cards Against Humanity is all about. Okay. It's playing, you play it the exact same way as Apples to Apples, but it's all about horribleness. Um, and, and it's about essentially being a terrible person. Now, there were the accusations against cards of humanity, accusations have sprung up, basically saying, you know what, the company culture at the, at the company, um, and the company is called Cards Against Humanity. So they it's actually named, created a company out of this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A group of guys got together. They created this, they created this game. They launched it on Kickstarter a number of years ago. Uh, it was really successful. They created the game. They sold it. And then they sell little expansion packs of, of additional cards. Are they, is it exclusively guys? Um, I think it was 10 guys who started it, men, from college. Okay. They started a rat at a college, this company. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm just clarifying because I, I hadn't okay. heard that. So, okay. So, apparently, the company culture is terrible. People have made accusations saying, well, you know, it's misogynistic and it's, you know, just vile. You're creating cards that are vile. Yeah. <laughs> you, you literally you, created a company based out of a completely vile premised game. What do you expect? Yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine? Now, I wonder, is there, is there examples of uh, examples of cards from Cards Against Humanity? Let's see. What, what, what comes up? Um, just some examples here um, to show. Like, kid <laughs> tested, mother approved. So, like, here's an example of a card that was played, of a card combination that was played. I mean, this is, this is pretty terrible. Kid tested, mother approved. And the card the played. The card was coat hanger abortions. This is, <laughs> yeah, right. This is the kind of this is the kind of thing that is just, it's just awful. Like these are the kinds of uh, of stuff that happens. Um, here's another one. I'm sorry, professor, but I couldn't complete my homework because of, and somebody played this. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. 
Sucking the is. president's you-know-what. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. this is an example of how, oh my gosh, uh, these cards are. Here's, a, here's another play. <laughs> Could you imagine if Hillary would have won if that card would have had to be removed? Oh my God. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, continue. Here's another one. We never did find blank. But along the way, we sure learned a lot about blank. Grandpa's ashes and Auschwitz. Oh, my God. (sighs) Or how about this one? What brought the orgy to a grinding halt? Child Protective Services was played. (laughs) That's why it's called Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, it's it's not a... it's not a very uh, classy game. We'll just it's, it's not a classy game by any stretch of the imagination. So should it come as a surprise that, well, the company culture sort of mirrors what type of cards are created at the company? Well, and especially when you're talking about a company that literally was established after the game was created or in its creation. Yes. The, the, the company name is Cards Against Humanity. What the heck do you expect? Right. Can you imagine the? You have to get people into a room, and come up with those cards. Right. And then you have to get people into a room and play test. Yes. So it's. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. So, you said that there were ten guys that created this. I this was, game. I think it was ten. Let's just okay for the sake, for sake of argument. Let's just say it's ten. Guys. Ten. Ten guys created the game. And then created a company because they're like, oh, my God, you know what we're going to do with this? We're going to make so much money. And, th- and then we're going to come up with Cards Against Humanity 2. And we're going to come up with something else. And we're going to do – so I, I can imagine what that's looking like. A bunch of guys from college and, you know, probably the same fraternity going, you know. Yeah, I, I know right. the type. Fine. So it was so eight who's... founders. Eight founders. My bad. Eight. eight founders. Okay. Enough to sit around one table and discuss it. Yeah. Who is making the accusation at the company? Well, so, various, various ex-employees. So the company grew quite a bit. And they actually, as they, as they created new little expansions and whatnot, they brought in other people and uh-huh. to come up with cards and come up with these expansions. Um, and so now you have more people that are involved. I, I don't know how many people are at the, the article doesn't say, I don't think the article says, I don't recall. But, uh, you know, maybe there's 50 people at the company. So now you're talking about a company culture that based on this game, and you saw some of those examples, based on this game, they've, they're, they're, they gotta be talking about this stuff out loud. They gotta be talking about the, the vile kind of crazy combinations that can, be, that can occur, right? They're, they're gotta be play testing it. Mm-hmm. They gotta be laughing and, you know, and, and coming up with it. I, I would go so far as to say they probably have a sexual harassment disclaimer that you have to sign a waiver in working for the company because of the content of the things that you're actually discussing. Well, that- you no, know, everybody there is exempt from um, from anything other than physical unwanted physical touch. Right. Well, apparently the company doesn't even have an HR department. <laughs> Why surprise, should surprise. they? <laughs> Why should they? You talk about these cards, you can't have an HR department. There's right. no point in having an HR department. <laughs> you know. Um, so. Yeah. Okay. I, All right. <laughs> You know I, I just have a I just have a hard time feeling any sympathy for somebody who goes and works right. for this company, and you realize that well, it's you know, kind of a shit-tastic place to work in. Yeah, no, I, I, 
Are you kidding really? me? Really? Uh, no. Who would have thought that would have happened? Here's my shock face. Right. <laughs> uh, I absolutely believe that those claims are 100% founded. Yes, I do. Oh, me too. And I absolutely believe that if you walked into that place and found something different, good for you. But if you walked into that place and you knew what you were getting and you walked into it anyway, you don't have the right to piss and moan. No. You go, yeah, that's about what I figured it was going to be. Time to go look for a new job. Yeah. I mean, what the heck? Yeah, it's just... I, give, I, 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 don't under, I don't understand. If you're going to go work at Cards of Humanity, you kind of... Now, apparently, with, with the, there were some sexual, uh, sexual harassment allegations against one of the co-founders um, like a year or two ago, and they actually reduced... <laughs> Here's my shock face again. <gasps> I mean, everybody's no. talking about, you know, sucking the president's, you know what, and all this kind of crazy... Uh, at that point, did he... He could have just been joking about the cards they were coming up with and some, you know, and... and or not even joking. Just we're not, dead serious about right, the I, cards I, because they're absolutely absurd and obnoxious and they're all offensive. Right. Everything the is, content of your work is offensive. That's like going to a, a work in the... Back to your example, since you talked about it so, so greatly. Going to work in the porn industry and then getting upset because people had sex with you. Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. So apparently he was one of the founders had sexual harassment charges brought against him and they reduced his duties. The company said, okay, you know what, we'll reduce his duties, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then out of this latest set of accusations, the, these latest, this latest accusation uh, that the company culture is terrible. They, the same guy is uh, he's completely stepped away from the company um, you know, I, I just, I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who are going to willingly take a, a job at the company cards against humanities cards against humanity, and then get are surprised when people behave in vile ways at the company, because it's, it's what they are. It's what yeah. built them. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I, yeah, my, my, um, my empathy meter just fell off. Sorry. My, my mom had a visual expression for how I feel right now. It looks like this. For those of you that can't see that, I'm running playing, my uh, index finger <laughs> across my thumb. The, violin. the world's smallest violin playing just yeah. for you. That's such a sad song. I mean, do people need, should people be harassed or whatever? No. No. But, but at this point, it becomes really difficult to even say, were you even harassed or were you just offended based on the conversations that were taking place in the company? At yeah. that point, I have no idea because the company is so, the, the company's, well, and you're working vile. in a place like that. You know what? The boundary lines are, there's no way that they're not going to be blurred if they exist at all. I mean, no, I'm sorry. You're, right. you're setting yourself up into a very, very precarious position. Right. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I, sorry. Sorry. Not there, sorry. You know, that, that, that's not trying to excuse if somebody were, was raped on, you know, in the office. Absolutely. Right. Of course. That, no. But, but that's not what's happening here. That's not what this article is talking about. This article is just simply saying that, you know, sexual harassment occurs in the workplace. The work culture is just, you know, a bunch of prepubescent, I guess, um, adolescent 
type of acting and, and yes. know, vulgar yeah. language. And to that, I say, well, you had to know that you were getting involved in that. Sure. Um, sure. You, you had to, it's cards against humanity for crying out loud. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, they probably told you that you were getting involved, what you were getting involved in. So yeah. um, that's like joining the military and being shocked when you get called up to go to war. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the military was such a violent place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There was workplace violence. Are you serious? You poor, poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there were apparently lewd jokes about politics, pop culture, sex, and so on in the, in the culture. No, I, I no sympathy. Uh, no, sorry. None yep. whatsoever. This, you're done. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll work for Toys R Us. None whatsoever. All right. Well, that does all it right. for all the content that I had for tonight for DLC. I think that's plenty. No, that was a good run. Good discussion. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody out there has fun listening to it. If you I don't, so. you can write us hate mail and tell us to stop. We'll read yes. your hate mail on air. Yes, absolutely. Send us hate mail. Send us hate mail to uh, contact at fusionunderground.net. You can find our, all of our stuff at our website at 